but I just really felt my identity blossom when like Jesus came into my life and really gave me purpose and swimming. Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we as women would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Today on our program, we have Alex and Allie. Thanks for coming, gals. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. <laughs> We're going to talk about being a collegiate athlete and being a Christian. Yeah. Which can kind of be a tough combination. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves, your family, your job. You're both uh, employees of Cornerstone. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you think we might want to know? Mm. Yeah, I can start. So, yeah, my name is Allie, and I... Um, have been out of college now for two years and grew up in northern Iowa. Would have said I was a Christian but didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus and so um, came to Iowa State uh, completely to swim. Never considered it um, before came on my recruiting visit and so yeah immediately just fell in love with the team and the school and so I think an interesting part of my story was that I became a believer in my sophomore year of college so that was pretty um, transformative in my last three years at Iowa State. Yeah hi I'm Alex I'm from Ankeny, Iowa I kind of grew up in a seemingly Christian home but we really just went to church and didn't really, Christianity really didn't permeate the home as much um, when I was growing up. But yeah, I came to Iowa State more or less, not really turned off to Christianity, but just sort of indifferent. I could have gone either way. Mm -hmm. And I came just really for swimming too and graphic design. Um, Iowa State's a really good design school and I just really liked the team and felt really welcomed by them. And similar to Allie, I also became a Christian my sophomore year (laughs) after um, just a lot of series of being in connection group and being pursued by people and yeah, just having walls broken down in my heart. I just gave my life to Christ. Didn't really know what that meant at Mm -hmm. the time, but um, yeah, it's just been a crazy ride, but it's fun. So you both were involved in the salt company Mm -hmm. as students. Yeah. And so that was a big part of bringing you towards Jesus, right? Yeah. And now you both work for the salt company, which is a part of Cornerstone Church. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool story. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's fun even to look back on um, when I was a junior in high school and was going on recruiting trips and looking at colleges and was completely just looking at their academics and their athletic programs. And now I look back and I am confident that I came to Iowa State because of Salt Company. Hmm. And swimming was an awesome experience and wouldn't have changed that for the world. But yeah, it is just very evident that that is why I'm here and to see God working in that is really sweet. Mm-hmm. And God had all that lined up. Yep. And you had no idea. <laughs> he already knew. <laughs> he already knew. Yep. Totally. So, how did you guys become swimmers? Was that a part of your life since childhood? Oh, yeah. Totally. I I grew up, um, and I would, like, mimic people that I loved. And so, my friend Marissa growing up started <laughs> uh-huh. swimming. So, I naturally started swimming. Uh-huh. And have been swimming since I was really little. And into high school, it was interesting because I didn't really like it in high school as much. And I thought I wouldn't swim, but... Um, yeah, just went on a couple recruiting visits, and then the team was so great. I was say I was like, maybe I should do this. Maybe oh. I should pursue this. And so I actually did, and it was great. I'm really, really glad I did. I, I 
started just loving swimming when oh. I came back. So even school. though you were kind of disenchanted in high school, yeah, you still looked in college, and you're yeah. glad you did. Yeah, and I think that was all like God too, because He kind of probably He knew my heart of just I don't really want to swim, but hey, Alex is gonna like be really into the team, and that's gonna really attract her, and then coming to Salt like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the ultimate, I think. So did you guys know each other early on in college? Um, no, but we did swim together technically, mm -hmm. like, at the state meets and stuff for um, high school. Mm -hmm. So, but I never oh. knew Allie. I never, okay. like, saw her or anything, but. Yep. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's funny that there was association before you came here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. huh. Just a little bit, yeah. How about you, Allie? Um, how did you become a swimmer? Yeah, so I have one older sister. She's three years older. And so I think when I was really little, like four or five, she had started um, going to swim club and I was still doing swim lessons and mm -hmm. my parents got sick of like driving me one place and her another place. And so I just did what she did and went with her. <laughs> and obviously when I was five, wasn't like really swimming, but would like swim a couple of laps in the pool <laughs> or just float around um, and just loved it. And so as I grew up, it just became something that our whole family did, and so my parents were very involved in the board for the swim team. My sister swam all throughout high school, and so it was something I never thought about not doing. It was just very much like who I was and, and what I enjoyed, and so... Yeah, swam all the way through high school and had a couple of really close friends that were a year older than me that when I, so when I was a sophomore, they were juniors and they started um, looking at colleges and that was very unfamiliar to me, but I was able to watch them through that process. And, and your sister didn't swim in college. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it was a new thing. It was a completely new thing. And so, yeah, it was fun though, being able to watch them and how they went on visits and what they looked for and what they liked. And so... Yeah, two of my really close teammates from high school ended up committing um, to Iowa State, and so that's what very first opened the door. I'm like, oh, maybe I should think about that. Oh. And so, yeah, it's always just been a part of who I am and what I've really loved doing. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. So it was a thing that started a long time ago, a passion for both of you that started a long yep. time ago. Yep. What a, a neat story. Um, you talked about both of you became believers in college. Mm -hmm. You as a sophomore mm -hmm. and you as a sophomore also? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. And tell us, um, so you said you had people kind of pull you into groups and yeah. connection groups. So did you see it like in community or how did you understand the gospel? Um, the gospel, yeah. Like I did not want to do a connection group. And so the first semester I was here, a teammate actually brought me, Marley. Um, we both know Marley. And okay. um, she actually drove me to Salt and really was the first person to ever prayed out loud for me and mm. just asked me really hard questions. And so that was the first exposure I kind of had to just someone loving me in a different way that I was used to. Right. And for those, those people who are listening or aren't part of Cornerstone, what's a connection group? Uh, connection groups, uh, just a group of college students that meet weekly okay. um, who attend the salt company on Thursday night, okay. and then they meet um, just in apartments or okay. something small like groups. that. Yeah, small Making groups. Yeah. Making the church smaller. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So people. Yeah. People showed you yeah. what and, the gospel was. And really, like, my sophomore year was really exposed in a lot of different ways. I was in Alice Connection Group my sophomore mm -hmm. year. Um, or was that my junior year? Or I was in one with you my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. And then my junior year, she led mm -hmm. uh, yeah. one. But, um... Yeah, really just exposed to a lot of different things with that. And then I went to the Apologetic Summit, and that just really broke down a lot of questions that mm. I'd had. And, 
everything and kind of at the end of that I knew that there was no going back and then took TOG with Allie and mm -hmm. got baptized theology with, of the gospel. Yep, mm -hmm. theology of the gospel with Allie and then um, <laughs> we were like hey we should get baptized so we got baptized together too and yep. yeah just a really cool Fun. cool ride. How about you mm -hmm. Allie? Yeah so my story is a little bit different but um Yep, so spent my whole freshman year just living very selfishly and doing whatever I wanted and really loving freedom of, yeah, being away from my family and from rules and people that knew me as a certain kind of person and so really loved just being able to do what the majority of our teammates did, which was go out and party and drink every weekend huh. and just every week was looking forward to Saturday night and just like where'd we go and all these things but the whole year I continually felt like it wasn't really adding up like it I wasn't really happy but mm -hmm. it was like the best the next best thing of well I don't know what else to do and this is what all of my friends are doing mm -hmm. so absolutely I'll go do that and mm -hmm. and to this day have great friendships with my teammates that yeah we're critical parts of my story and so yeah anyways went home the summer after my freshman year kind of went back to the normal life that I lived when I was at home and then came back a week or two early um, before my sophomore year and fell right back into what we were doing freshman oh. year and then by the end of that week I clearly remember like for the first time ever being convicted of what I was doing and had never really felt bad about it never hmm. never thought was there an event that caused that or Nope, it huh. was so your it was, conscience yep. was a little bit more sensitive. Mm -hmm. Yep, mm -hmm. and was very much like open my eyes of this is all for nothing. Like I feel so empty and just what am I doing with my life? Like had this very clear feeling of, man, Allie, like you're created to do so much more than huh. go out with your friends every weekend and not remember the next day. And like, That's you pretty can, mature for a nineteen year old, really. <laughs> yeah, it was clearly yeah. an act of God, and uh -huh. so. I remember specifically praying, like, just for God to work in my life to use me how he wants, and that was a very scary thought because I had no idea what that meant, but I knew it was going to be drastically different than how I had been living mm -hmm. for the last year or so. And so Marley was actually a critical part of my story, too. Um, she was on the swim team with us and um, had invited me to Salt Company all throughout my freshman year but so she was kind of watching me live like this from a distance but mm -hmm. was so patient and loving mm. and uh -huh. um but also wasn't overbearing and wasn't judgmental and so she was great in that aspect so my sophomore year when I had that just change in my heart um went to the kickoff with her got connected in a connection group and I didn't know anyone in the group um, it was completely unfamiliar it was uncomfortable um, it wasn't my teammates and so really just had to start kind of stepping out of the life I had been living and into a new one with just girls who were living um, for Jesus and so oh. that's that was really hard being an athlete because you're just so ingrained in that world and everything right. you do is with the same people and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I had formed who I was my freshman year, so everyone looked at me and saw this character. And, mm -hmm. and so it was really challenging to just step out of that further and further mm -hmm. and, and to find the balance of still loving my teammates well and being great friends with them, but also finding community in my connection group mm -hmm. and, and figuring mm -hmm. out how to grow um, closer to Jesus. So it sounds like it was it's difficult um, to meld your 
kind of Christian identity with your athlete identity. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Especially when you're surrounded by mm -hmm. teammates who don't mm -hmm. understand? Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, it was like, it was a little different because in high school, like, I was there and I was pretty good. Like, I was one of the best people on my team in high school. Um, and coming to college, like, wasn't very good. And so felt uh. like I didn't belong. And um, I think, like, my identity really came with swimming when I, like, decided to give my life to Christ. And mm -hmm. that's actually when I really started to enjoy what I was doing because it wasn't for me anymore. It was huh. like, okay, God, you've brought me here for a reason, and now I'm starting to see that with Soul Company. And, like, there's ways that I can, like, be a light to people on my team that's different than, like... You know, in high school when I really didn't feel a purpose, like uh -huh. I didn't really feel um, like I was able to score points for my team and everything, but there was no driving force or intentionality to what I was doing. Huh. I just was doing it for myself, but okay. I wasn't really satisfied with that. Uh -huh. And so like, yeah, really, um, it was different for me because I just really felt my identity blossom when like Jesus came into my hmm. life and really gave me purpose I've read that the more we kind of hide ourselves in Jesus mm -hmm. and adopt his identity, the more we become ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. kind of what yeah. sounds like it happened he, to you. He just like, I got so much more joy because my identity wasn't in like how I was um, contributing to my team. It was in um, just who I was with them and the joy that I had in Christ. And granted, like, it was a little awkward because most of the team lives a certain way. And so didn't really open up a lot of doors for me to necessarily be bold with the gospel and uh -huh. speak to them about Jesus. But just to be able to serve them. And if someone leaves a paddle on the uh -huh. pool deck or something, just to pick it up and um, help out in any way. And Did they in any way, like, shun you? Like, those girls are the goody-goodies. I wouldn't say so. Not as drastically new. I think there is definitely, like, different cliques of girls, which would happen in any larger mm -hmm, group. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that a lot of girls felt pressure of, like, well, these are what the cool older classmen are doing. Like, I'm going to go out them. And I think that's primary. Like, that was the story of my freshman year. Mm -hmm. And that's not everyone's story. And God has <laughs> gifted girls with yeah the voice to say no to that and to stand up for what they know is right but oh. I definitely think that is a very visible pressure of like well I want to fit in with uh -huh. the other 20 girls on right. my team so mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this but I wouldn't yeah. ever say it was like shunning or anything uh -huh. like that. it was hard in some ways because like I never really got into drinking from the get-go and yeah. so I just mm -hmm. felt kind of different than everyone mm -hmm. and not sure how to socialize with people outside of that activity. And so that was something that was a struggle for me at the same time that I knew it wasn't what mm -hmm. I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and it is kind of a loss, like in just sports teams, like that's the outlet where people get to know each other other than at practice and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> just hard, I guess, too, for freshmen that I, you know, got to witness last year and um, a lot of them would sometimes come to salt and stuff, but um, really felt, I, I'm guessing they felt like really disconnected from the team, not participating mm -hmm. in things. And so, hmm. yeah, that's, that's a hard wall to overcome. I feel like for a lot of people who just want to fit in. Right. So do you think uh, Christianity in the sports environment, mm -hmm. let's say college sports, is it kind of discouraged or encouraged? You know, what, what's mm -hmm. the 
general feeling about people who kind of live out their faith hmm. and not just in swimming maybe you know other athletes mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, I'd say it's I'd say it's kind of encouraged it's um I guess not like verbally like hey you guys should go to church yeah but I've seen a lot of and heard a lot of really cool things with the wrestling team mm -hmm. and just how yeah. they've bonded a lot through um Cody Klein mm -hmm. and um, just him being their mentor and even our old weight coach Josh who mm -hmm. coaches them for weights he like started coming to Cornerstone with mm -hmm. the team and mm -hmm. so that's been really cool but with swimming I guess um, our coach really just valued like morality and just oh, right. not being stupid and yeah, that's um, great. <laughs> and so if like Christianity was the way that you kept that. us out from being yeah. stupid and and getting in trouble like he was he was all for that. And mm -hmm. huh. I think, you know, a lot of coaches are really good proponents of just, hey, guys, you know, you got to be healthy. Let's you got to do well yeah, yeah uh -huh. in the classroom mm -hmm. and all these things. So I don't think it's necessarily verbally like, hey, guys, go to church. Yeah. But it's like um, a lot of Christian athletes are, you know, good students huh. and, and try really uh -huh. hard at their sport and what they do. Okay. Now you talked about you know your teammates and not maybe being able to be very open with mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. um, was that something you kind of had to keep to yourself or between yourselves? Mm -hmm. How how did that work? Like you know we're supposed to live for Christ every day, mm -hmm. but if it's really not acceptable really to share with your friends at mm -hmm. your praxis, what how does that work out in your normal life? Mm -hmm. Then and even now, you know. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it was a long process of figuring out how to do that at hmm. all. Um, so I lived with the same three teammates pretty much all throughout college and mm -hmm. who we ended up living very different lives by the end of our senior huh. year. And so that just became more and more evident as I was giving more and more of my life to Jesus was, was very clear to me of like, oh, I'm living a lot different than them, or huh. I, I feel like I shouldn't do those things anymore. And and so it was really hard for me to figure out how to, first of all, explain why, like why my life is so different. Mm -hmm. Were they asking? Last year. Um, a l they would ask a little bit, but it was almost more encouraging of like, oh, like they would just assume that I would be going out with them, or I would uh. as they would assume that... Um, nothing had changed or that I was just like having a weird week and that uh, next weekend mm -hmm. like oh like she'll come out this again like mm. you know and so that was really hard for them to understand um, but it was also really hard for me to explain kind of just the change that I had had in my heart considering that they pretty much are not believers and so it's that makes it really hard for them to get it um, mm -hmm. and also for me to not be judgmental of them right and so that was the biggest struggle for me for all three years especially my senior year when I had pretty much completely finally like stepped out of that lifestyle uh -huh. and but still lived with them so I saw it very very closely huh. Huh. every weekend and so it was really hard for me to know what was true and to yet watch them live their lives like that but um I knew that a lot of me just calling them out on what they were doing or even asking them about it could be perceived as me judging them of hmm. like oh well you're too good to go yeah, out now that's like, hard you know that's and so hard. yeah that was definitely the biggest struggle for me and something mm -hmm. that yeah was a three-year-long process of figuring out how to how to do that well 
Yeah. Hmm. I think for me, too, like, I never really connected with anyone on that level. I mm-hmm. never participated. And so it was almost like I felt like I couldn't talk to them about it because I was completely on this end. Like, mm-hmm. I from the get-go, just didn't participate with them. And so there was just a really hard disconnect Hmm. that I would even feel when, like, there were moments that I would go to a party, like, to try to, like, just be present and, like, Mm -hmm. a part of what they're doing but not really participating and still feeling like, oh, Alex is here. Like, we can't do bad stuff while she's in the room. And, um, yeah, it was just weird because I was different. Um, and just didn't know how to respond to that right. or be able to relate to them other than with swimming. And so that was kind of where I put all my energy was just encouraging them in the pool. And, um, yeah, really hard for me to ever speak into anything that they were doing. And I fell into a lot of, like, um, judgmental feelings towards mm-hmm. people, especially my roommate. And mm-hmm. wasn't good. And uh, for the longest time, my sophomore and junior year, and even most of my senior year, just really struggled being judgmental mm-hmm. and not really realizing that um, sinful people who don't know Jesus mm-hmm. are um, in no way obligated to obey him, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so that they're not going to live for him. And well, the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing. You yeah, know, the First exactly. Corinthians verse, yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't, like, why? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, why would I deny myself all these things right. that are, I have so much freedom, yeah. but... Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's really hard for me, and I really struggled being judgmental and not really understanding, because I never even struggled with that, and so that was a disconnect, too. Right. I think new Christians do tend to struggle with judgmentalism, Mm -hmm. because their lives have been so drastically Mm -hmm. changed that they feel like everybody should have had that epiphany, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's not abnormal. Yeah. So I just, I felt like in the end, as I look back, um... I don't know if this is all I really could do, but just being able to encourage them and be different than them and mm-hmm. do live a different lifestyle but still express the joy that I had in Christ mm-hmm. and the confidence. And I just had such a solid foundation and um, really didn't tie my identity up in the sport. And so I was mm-hmm. really free to just have fun. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun in my senior year, especially mm-hmm. just um, getting to cheer them on and be a part of just the team and mm-hmm. working with she them. She just tried to love them well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tried. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a really good way. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. if they're not listening very well. Did you ever feel like this isn't worth it? It was so hard it wasn't worth it? Yeah. Which is definitely huh. like, what, yeah, when I say that it wasn't night and day, like there were still a ton of weekends where I would like go to connection group during the week and then like go out with my teammates and party because mm-hmm. it's just like, well, it's like it's not worth it to not go or yeah it's fine if I go and so yeah definitely huh big struggle yeah I think we need to be more open about Christianity and that it's um sometimes scary mm-hmm. because it's new and it's sometimes super hard mm-hmm. definitely because it's yeah. a whole new way of thinking mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Huh. so do you have any advice I have a niece who plays basketball for Drake University and she finds this same thing very mm-hmm. difficult so mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for women listening today that either involved in a sport or, you know, on a collegiate level or any women really struggling to live for Christ? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have any advice for them? You've given some advice. Yeah. Or oh, do you want to... <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I would just say that it's okay to be different. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's okay to... Um, 
not participate necessarily in what people are doing, but still to in the outlets that you're provided to just get to know people. And um, it's yeah. okay to not share the gospel every time yeah. you meet someone. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> it's like, I think I was able to show the love of Christ more when I would just serve people or cheer for them at the end of their lane than I would if I was really getting on someone to get to salt or uh -huh. come with me or um, just was able to love people more freely that way. And yeah, and if there are doors, like absolutely, you know, if people are like, why are you different? Uh -huh. What's happening? Share the gospel, like, or just be like, I love Jesus now. But um, I think it's, there's just so much pressure to be like everyone else and so much pressure for people to like go out or be a part of the team simply like to feel accepted and to go to a party because how else am I going to get to know these people? Right. And um, it's not true. And like mm -hmm. you can always take control and be like, hey, we should go do something else or go walk around. I don't mm -hmm. know. All these different things. You can go bowling or yeah, just something different um, that not everyone really tries to do, I guess, because they're maybe afraid of being shut down uh -huh. or I don't know, mm -hmm. but being a part of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and even too in those moments would just encourage um, other women that you're not alone. Like when mm -hmm. you feel like, well, yeah, you do feel very alone. Yeah, uh -huh. like you only probably may have a couple of friends or whatever that aren't going to the party, or mm -hmm. and it can just feel like, well, I'm gonna sit in my apartment again by myself tonight uh -huh. alone. <laughs> yeah, um, which sometimes is reality, and that's not the end of the world. And so to just yeah, a understand and believe that you're not alone, but b to accept that it's worth it, that it's worth it to sacrifice um, whatever idol or whatever whatever sin it is for you. So for me, it was going out and it was partying, but it's different for everybody. And so that's the one thing that I would encourage, um, yeah, other girls, it's worth it to give those things up. And Why is it worth it? Um, yeah, especially now that I'm out of college, I can see it so much more clearly that the time that I spent learning about Jesus and in community and growing, I can see the effects of that. And then I can look back and I can think about, well, I spent all the, this time going to parties and in the end, like, what did that do for me? Huh. Nothing. Like it, it, no yeah, eternal value, no eternal value, no, nothing life changing and mm -hmm. didn't help me learn to love other people well and was mm -hmm. just so selfish. And so, yeah, it's absolutely worth it to forego those things and to dive into to community because um, the reality is is that you might feel alone but you can't do it alone mm -hmm. you can't um, there's no loner Christian yeah you can't mm -hmm. do that and so that's my other big piece of advice is to find community and if that's community that's outside of your team know that that's okay mm -hmm. um, I think there's oh, this like that's good to get permission for that yeah. because I think maybe it feels like yeah. you're mm -hmm. being disloyal right yep or yeah. you feel like an outcast or you feel weird or like people are gonna think you don't like them because you have friends outside, outside of your team and that's totally fine like you obviously someone to love your team well and I think Alex is a great example of that of just having a good energy and serving them well but also like it's great to find community out of your team and and to find the kind of people that you need in your life to help you grow the uh -huh. way that you aspire to and huh. so yeah just to feel freedom uh, to do that yeah that's a really good word because I think you do feel like you're obligated to this team you mm -hmm. need to make friends on this team, mm -hmm. and going mm -hmm. away means you don't like them or something, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, I feel like, too, 
that there's a lie like you're missing out. Like, mm. you're going to miss whatever they experienced that was so great. Mm-hmm. And you see the pictures on Instagram right. or something like that. And I just remember once, like, I went to a party and I remember there was a gymnast there. And I had, like, a five-minute conversation with her. Uh-huh. And I th- she was drunk, I could kind of tell. Uh-huh. And the next, like, week I saw her and said hi. And she had no idea who I was. Oh, wow. And, like, mm. I that was just a really, like, strong indication to me, like... I, that, like, nothing was gained in that moment. Like, I didn't even build a relationship. I didn't even build a friendship with someone like I thought I was. And, yeah, it was kind of revolutionary to me. Because, huh. <laughs> like, wow, okay. Of no eternal value. No eternal value. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even get, like, a little bit of a friendship out of that moment. It was uh-huh. just, there was nothing there. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. You guys have lots of wisdom gained from your time <laughs> yeah. in college. And so would one of you like, or both of you, like to pray for college women out there who have determined to live for Christ no matter what, especially the athletes. I think mm-hmm. you have a difficult environment there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. would you guys, uh, would you like to pray for that? Mm-hmm. Do you want to both pray or do you yeah. want to? Sure, yeah, that'd be great. Okay. That'd be great. Cool. Um, yeah, I can start. Okay. Um, yeah, Jesus, thanks so much for um, just the sovereign ways that you have worked in both Alex and I's life. Um, thanks that you knew why you both, why you brought us both to Iowa State, how you've worked through Salt Company, and um, thanks for our sweet friend Marley, who has mm-hmm. spoken truth to both of us, who, yeah, has been so patient and loving towards us. God, I pray um, for athletes um, who are currently, yeah, still in their four years and still loving their sport and competing, and I just pray that you would give them wisdom to yet know what is true, um, to live for things that have eternal value. Um, Jesus, give them confidence that if they know who you are and they know, they know truth, that they would forego the idols and the, just the sins that are pulling them away from yourself. And so, yeah, I also just want to pray for, um, my former teammates, God, that are, such dear friends to me that I know I will have a friendship with um, for the rest of my life. Um, But I still struggle to love them well, and I want them to know you um, so badly, God. And so just pray that you would um, draw them to yourself and also that yeah, you would just help them um, continue to just forego the life that they had lived in college and, and to, to become closer to you and also to feel like I love them and help me to not be um, judgmental of them. And so God thinks that you're greater than any collegiate sport, than any job, than any even person, Jesus, you're greater. And so pray that you would just give us strength um, to see that, to recognize that, and to just shape the the way we live our lives towards that yeah jesus thank you so much um for just your love and how it just breaks through the barriers and um, specifically the barrier of just being a collegiate swimmer a collegiate athlete um that is such a big identity for a lot of people and i just thank you so much that my identity as a daughter of you is just greater than that and um it was really fleshed out in college and yeah, just so thankful for our unique stories, mine and Allie's, and, and how they're different, God, but not really unique to um, just the stories of a lot of athletes that are um, right now struggling to follow you as they also struggle to just achieve in their sport. And I pray um, for them, and I just pray for hope, God. I pray for mm-hmm. confidence in you, and and even if there isn't any confidence and, and people are new in their faith, that um, you would just be sweet to them, God, that you would give them 
give them a sense of um, just stability in you and and would you speak to the lies that they're missing out if they're not a part of all these things that their teammates are doing and um, would you yeah just give them confidence in that to say no to these things that are really just going to bring death God they're really going to bring death and I just pray for um, specifically just my teammates right now that I know um could go either way and and I've seen um, a lot of our freshmen come to SALT and I'm really intrigued by it and I just pray for those students and I pray for people that are just on the outlines, um, on the fringes of um, finding you, Father, and I pray that you would meet them where they are, that they would feel accepted and I, I pray for hearts that are not judgmental of their teammates um, mm-hmm. who are just still going after the same things, but that they would be lights um, in those teams and yeah athletics is just such a cool way to um be able to show you through um yeah just how we work together and work hard and you've given us amazing abilities that we um can just achieve a lot of things but it's all for your glory father and so i just pray for all the athletes that are really struggling and i pray for the ones that are just really holding fast to you that you would continue to encourage them amen amen Thanks so much, girls. I think God is smiling about this interview. It was just a lot of good wisdom for young gals who are saying, I don't know if this is worth it, and what am I doing here, and should I be a college athlete? So thanks for just coming and sharing and being very real and uh, sharing your time with us. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?